0: We all know the power of music. We all have cried watching a movie when the strings set in. We all have felt like dancing when a particular song came on the radio. But can music make you come alive again? Yes, it can. There's an incredibly beautiful new documentary that shows the effect of music on people with Alzheimer's and other mental illnesses that not just portrays the power of melodies, but also changes our understanding of these diseases. A life inside. Music to remember is our focus in this hour of an organic conversation. Your show on everything that makes life worth living. I'm Helga Helbert And
1: I'm Sitarani Palomar. Helga, I love your intro for this. That's so true about music, the way that it moves us. Music moves us. My dad is, my well, actually, both of my dads are really into music, and so I've always grown up with such uh, an appreciation for different kinds of sounds, and they evoke different kinds of emotions, and it is amazing the way that it stimulates you, and that is is such a, a small scale compared to what is observed in this documentary about how music can stimulate the mind and stimulate life.
0: Yeah, the the mind is an incredibly complex thing, but music really is at the root of the human experience. M- music is rhythm. Uh, the very first movement of the cell after splitting is to build the human heart and the beating of the heart in a fetus's body, that's the first ongoing rhythm that um, that cell creates and then music is also melody of course and the first real melody that an unborn child even hears is the sound of the voices of the parents so music is with us long before uh, the the brain was formed even it's a mm. it's a you know physical cellular experience and and it has a huge effect on our mood and our emotions so Yes, we've all experienced it. It's maybe the closest thing to the heart other than the human voice and and listening. But everyone can access that place of joy or excitement or sadness instantly within seconds when the right song comes on. And it's just incredibly powerful how close music really is in our lives um, as a bridge into that world. And this documentary just captured all of that. I was pretty blown away, actually and very touched by what music can do and how little music is used or those experiences and truths are used in our healthcare system. And of course, we'll talk about all of that. This is An Organic Conversation. I'm Helge Helbert. And
1: I'm Sita Rani-Polomar.
0: And our focus in this hour is a new documentary that talks about the power of music and shows the power of music on people with mental illnesses, specifically Alzheimer's, alive inside music to remember that and more when we come back right after the break. Stay tuned.
2: Are you a chef, have a catering business, or planning a party, or simply just love organic produce? If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, walk right in to Earl's Organic Produce. Anyone can buy directly from us at wholesale prices. You don't have to be a natural food store to enjoy the freshest and most delicious organic produce. We are located on the San Francisco Produce Market at 2101 Gerald Avenue. We look forward to seeing you.
0: Walk-in hours are Monday through Friday throughout the night from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Minimum purchase is one box or flat, cash or checks only. For more information, visit Earl's Organic
1: Fry Vineyards Mendocino County Award Winning Wines without added sulfites. Available at grocery stores and online at frywine.com. That's F R E Y W I N E.com.
0: And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helden. And
1: I'm Sita Rani Palomar. I was grooving to that song. I'm in such a music mood right now. I mean, I guess I'm always oh, in a music mood, but I'm thinking about it differently right now. This, that song that we just played in particular, that's one of Earl's favorites, Earl Herrick, who calls in every week for the What's in Season segment. And so every time I hear it, I think of Earl, you know, pretending like he's playing the trumpet or just grooving to this like fantastic beat. And that's an association of music and memory. When I hear that song, I think of Earl. And it's just kind of a precursor to something so much larger that we're gonna dive into today.
0: Yes, and we all have those songs where we where we could say, Well, I like that song, but why do you like it, right? What has it done? What was the scene like when you mm, when you heard I it for the first that. time? Or I what does it bring that. you back to? Which is exactly the topic in this hour of an organic conversation, a new documentary, Alive Inside, music to remember the impact and power of music for people with mental illnesses, specifically Alzheimer's. And with us now is the writer, director, and producer of that very documentary, Alive Inside, Michael Rosato Bennett. Michael, are you there? I am here. Thank you so much for joining us. We have really amazing documentaries regularly in review in this show and few, I must say, t- have touched me on such a personal level. What you have been able to create with Alive Inside is maybe one of the most human pieces I've seen in a very long time. And this is also the intro to how you came to the film. Can you tell us about, uh, just a little bit about the background of how you were introduced to this project and what it became?
3: There, there. It was nothing profound in the beginning. I, I was hired to do a job, and um, it was actually a kindness that a friend of mine did for me. She worked for this foundation, and they were going. They had met this man Dan Cohen, and were going to give him a small grant. And um, they decided that what he really needed was some. He needed a website, and I'd made a couple small films for the foundation. And my friend was really a great friend. And she knew I was dead broke at the time, and she called me up and said, Hey, Mike, can you do websites? And I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I can do web." I'd never done a website in my life.
4: <laughs>
3: but I desperately needed the money, and I had two kids to feed, and, and I just was in a, a trough moment. So I met the guy, and I found out that the real problem he was having was apparently nobody was getting what he was doing or experiencing it was just kind of going over people's heads and so i said well let's let's i had this novel idea this thing that really barely existed at the time it was called a video website you know a website with a lot of video on it which like it's so hard to imagine but like literally five years ago uh that was a rare thing thank god i sold him on that idea because i really wasn't a great. A website maker, but I knew I knew how to, you know, I could tell stories. So with film, so I, I ended up saying, oh, let's do that. And um, he and took me to this 600 bed nursing home and I walked in the door and I wanted to run away. I, I didn't know where I was heading. I was, I'd never been in a nursing home. I mean, I walked into this place and I, I saw I literally saw a row of a hundred wheelchairs against the window, down this enormous hallway. This is a six hundred bed public facility, so it didn't have a lot of money, and these people were just stacked up against the wall and And so I had this I had this real moment where I like literally had to force myself to stay. It was a shock. You no, know, we as a culture, we as human beings, even perhaps are we have this. Capacity to deny our own mortality. You know, as, as much as you and I and your listeners know that we are going to die, we actually don't believe it. You know, like we sort of like you can't keep moving forward if you had to live with the intense idea that we are mortal and that we're our life is short. Or you know, it's, it's just it's just something, especially when you're young, that you just Push away, and you don't face. And so, for me, like it was a kind of a shock to see this much, this many people who were this close to the end, and and some of them didn't have minds. They didn't have their minds, or fully, or what I I knew as minds. And it was this very interesting moment where I was literally emotionally pushed to a place I, I wasn't quite ready. You know, I was kind of. Just moving through the paces, and, and um, I wasn't fully there. And then they pushed this old man, this 94 year old black man named Henry, who was slumped in his chair, and they, they pushed him in front of me. And, you know, they said that he loved Cab Calloway, and we tried to touch him and, and wake him, and we couldn't. You know, he, he was not there. And, um, then we gave him his music we We put Cap Calloway into his ears with some headphones and before my eyes like uh it 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 was like a punch in my gut i i literally like i started to tears came to my eyes, and sort of goosebumps rose on my back and because in front of me this this person went from dead to alive, and he he was i mean, when you see the film you'll youll you'll, you'll get you'll understand where, where what it what it felt like. I mean, not only did he come alive, but he he started singing, and he was he started speaking and and the the the, the voice that he had was so filled with years of life and happiness and and, and joy and it was like it just blew me away you know like I I think we all dream of awakening you know we all believe that there's like acres of life inside of us beyond what we normally have a chance to feel and to see that in this person it was kind of incredible in that moment I just literally knew that um,
1: Michael, I know exactly what you're talking about, because when when I watch the film and and the story about Henry, as you said, the, the gentleman who loved Keb Calloway, listens to it and he starts singing and he starts recalling these memories of things he loved to do when he was 14 and the questions that you guys asked him. And one of his responses, he said that music gives people a feeling of love and a feeling of being connected to their dreams. And it was so touching because just as you said, there's a perception that their minds Are are weaker than they were when they were younger, and yet these people are still so high functioning. They have such an incredible capacity for love and affection, and it's almost like it's being it's being reawakened in them when they hear the music. It's transporting them, and there's just story after story in the film that shows how this happens. So, can you can you tell us a bit more from your experience? What do you think it is about the music? What do we understand about its power, having witnessed what you witnessed?
3: Basically, what I learned, which was the big learning for me, and I, I think you know your audience might uh, enjoy this, is that it, in these people with dementia, they, it's almost as if they have two minds. The first mind is the sort of the cognitive mind, and then beneath it is the more it, it is the emotional system, and these, this is really systems that, are, that are, are much more autonomic, things like movement and emotion. And when you take movement and emotion, you know, that's dancing, that's being 15 years old and, and hearing some song and dancing with your girlfriend or, or your first kiss or your first, you know, your, your wedding dance. Or, so what happens is that there are, these vi- there are many pathways that music writes in the brain. Music writes in the brain in, in a way that um, nothing else does. It uses, it actually uses more of the brain than any other human stimulus. And what's happening is that we're we're awakening some deep music pathways that haven't been awakened in years, and that brings up some functioning. They're not. They, they're not. This is not a cure. It's it's a it's a, an awakening of pathways that are there. And many of them haven't been used or excited in a long time.
0: That's actually a really good point you are making. The effects documented in the film, basically, you are portraying a handful plus people to have a headset on and hear music that they remember from their youth or their childhood, even, and it it brings them back to that, and they completely become alive. Hence, hence the title "Alive Inside," <laughs> and have you what what have you observed is it just that they remember the things that happened in their lives in that era of the music itself or did the music awaken their senses independent of when the song was recorded and the moment you took the headset away actually it continued on like are you was the music actually able to really awaken them from then on or the moment you take the music away they fall back into their
3: no no they don't fall back that's what was so surprising that um, when it works, music has this capacity to kind of wake functionality. It's not forever, but actually they've done studies and found that, you know, repeated use of of very emotional, profoundly emotional music for somebody, um, it actually sort of slows dementia. There's an actual... Um, their scores are much higher if they're than people who don't have music.
1: Well, that's, that's one of the things that that we see in the film. There's a a storyline with a husband and wife, and the the wife is the one who's suffering from Alzheimer's. And the, in the interview with the husband, he says music really stimulates her. And and my goal has been to essentially push back as far as possible the need for full-time care and for medication. And for 10 years, this music that they've been listening to has allowed for the two of them to live together in their home. And it's just, it's extraordinary, the bond that they're able to have and the fact that she's still so, she's still so awake to him.
3: That's Nell and Norman. Mm-hmm. And it is a very rare story. I, I mean, Nell listens to eight to 10 hours of music a day. Without music, her world would not exist. That's one of the things that I found out about people with dementia: is that life is very hard to navigate. You can't you, they, they, you can't filter out sounds from the street, from from the other room, from the television. It all becomes this big blur. But music is actually something that people with dementia can navigate, sometimes almost a hundred percent. So it's sort of It sort of gives them a lifeline to follow like you're following a rope and in Nell's case it is literally the only rope she has she can't follow stories she can't follow television and she reverts basically to her most innocent time she is this sort of beautifully mannered girl from South Africa and you know I've spent time with her where she was sitting outside with me and she was literally you know 75 years in the past talking to her mother and uh, <laughs> carrying on conversation in another time mm. and um, you know but music for them is it's their
0: lifeline we're speaking with the writer director and producer of an incredibly touching and beautiful and important new documentary Alive Inside in this hour of an organic conversation Alive Inside Music to Remember our guest from New York joining us today is Michael Rosato Bennett. And Michael, we, we want to talk about the the power of music and even touch on the healthcare system. The live inside reminds me a little bit of a couple of movies that came out um, a few years back, where kind of the miracle cure was found a, a, a drug for people with mental illnesses. In this case, it was a Hollywood movie awakening. And after a few weeks, those effects were vain. And of course, people would fall back into their mental state. You're saying that's not quite the case, but we want to explore that route more right after the break. I'm Helge Helberg.
1: And I'm Citarani Palomar. This is
0: an organic conversation. And again, we're speaking with the filmmaker of Alive Inside, a new documentary coming to theaters near you hopefully soon. That and more when we come back right after the break. Stay tuned.
1: Produce is ever-changing, seasons coming and going. At Earl's Organic, we have been sourcing solely organic produce for over 20 years. Since 1988, Earl's Organic Produce has been establishing strong relationships with growers and developing a deep understanding of the seasons so you can offer the most delicious organic produce to your customers, staff, and clients year-round. For organic produce, visit Earl's Organic Produce at earlsorganic.com. That's earlsorganic.com.
0: And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Helber. And
1: I'm Citarani Palomar.
0: Alive inside our focus in this hour, a new documentary that helps us realize the power of music that we've all experienced ourselves, in this case, music to remember showing people the effect of music on people with Alzheimer's and other mental illnesses. And we are speaking with the writer, director and producer, Michael Rosato Bennett, who's joining us today from New York, New York. Michael, right before the break, you were touching on the science behind this. And it's not just in, in the movie. Basically, elderly patients get a headset on it with their favorite music in an iPod, and completely within within seconds actually uh, react to it and are able to be cognitive and, and not just in, in another dream state through the music but really with you. They can answer questions they can tell stories. It it reminds me very strongly over One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest or, of course, Awakenings, where Dr. Sayer, I believe, is the film character, finds a drug that gets people out of their lost mental state. And then in that movie, the drug loses its power over time and people fall back asleep. You are saying... The long-term effects are not just when people actively listen to it in that moment that they become accessible again, and then they can access their emotional state and their intelligence even back. But people maintain a higher degree of presence even after listening to music,
3: with certain limitations.
0: I mean, yeah, absolutely, of course. They have
3: Alzheimer's disease, or they have dementia, or, or you know other things. It just um, it increases the functioning.
4: It's just you know, a, you said
3: yeah. Oliver Sacks. Uh-huh. You know, Oliver Sacks is the doctor featured in Awakening.
0: Yes, true story. And
3: he's your your friend of ours. And he's, he's in the film. In our film, yes. he's in our film. So um, you know, it was a uh, you know, it, it was just kind of uh, ironic that you brought him up. He, I guess he is the. The world's expert on awakenings.
0: Well, it's not ironic, actually. <laughs> we, we do do our research, and um, Dr. Sachs has been a, a leader in this. And maybe you can talk about what he, what his take is on this. How how is it possible that, or what are we going to do with this now that we know that there is actually this miracle drug? It's called music. We all relate to it, and. It Yes, it doesn't bring you back to when you were 22, uh, to that mental state. People still have that degenerative mental disease, but it does let them function on a much higher level, and it makes them accessible for the first time sometimes after 10 years of, of not being accessible at all. They would not react to personal stimuli of any kind or being able to... To, to engage in a conversation, they would just sit there in their um, right. you know Alzheimer's yeah. mental state and this, this lets them engage again. What, is, what does this do now? What are we doing with this? This is, this is groundbreaking well, <laughs> research, it seems.
3: <laughs> yeah, truly, if, if this were a drug, it would be a billion-dollar drug because music does yes. have efficacy on the um, mind of people with dementia that, you know, nothing else in the world that no drug has. There's literally no cure right now. There is no drug that really does anything for Alzheimer's dementia. But music and something else, you know, uh, love, connection, um, companionship, you know, uh, these are powerful, powerful, powerful things. And and, and they, they make a great uh, uh, effect on people with dementia. And the beautiful thing about music is that it kind of facilitates the ability to connect with a, with 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 a person actually what we did was we started a foundation called the alive inside the, the alive inside foundation aliveinside.org and our entire mission is to shine a spotlight on on the plight of these people by bringing young people into um, situations into, in, you know, many, many, many people are aging at home. Um, we're, we're getting churches and church groups and schools to, um, to reach out because a human connection through music is, is for me, just something that's so worth pursuing. And it, it has so many lessons to teach us. It's, I, I personally don't, I'm not that interested in this idea that music is a cure or or music is a kind of it does have efficacy it does reduce the amount of drugs that are being used with these people but what's really happening is that we're giving life back to people and that life is connected to their capacity to connect you know it connects them to their their when they were the most alive when they were young and, and and it it'll it allows other people to connect to them and so there's a great learning for yes. me in this whole situation
0: and I com- I completely agree and that is the underlying value that we as a society need to look at how much do we engage with that part of society. but one cannot help but be stunned watching the documentary. I, you know, thought of who do I know in the healthcare system that this kind of becomes required reading or required watching. Uh, Kaiser Permanente. Like, if we know that music has that kind of effect and allows people to slow down uh, the, the 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 process of the disease, it has a, a, a medical use, it seems like. It has an application. It's oh, not huge, just...
3: huge, huge. Look, so, we but... have a tremendous problem in our country with... The overuse of, of drugs. sedative medication Yes, and it has been absolutely proven my friend Dr. Ravi Amin did this groundbreaking study where he reduced in his institution he reduced the use of antipsychotic medication in his institution from 50% of his residents to 13% this is this is a powerful tool to bring a more humane kind of living to people in institutions, but I'm not really a fan of institutions. I'm not. A f- I don't think. I think in a hundred years we'll look back at the way we take care of elders today and we'll be uh, aghast. Um, you, you, you know, this is not the way humans are meant to age. This is not the way um, humans are meant to to to, to, to end their life.
0: Well, C- yeah, Sita so. C- has a, a whole um, set of questions around that or thoughts around that. But before we move into that, I do want to know what was the response or what has the response been of the healthcare system to this movie or to your plea for for plea for help and and funding to allow every resident a little twenty dollar iPod.
3: <laughs> well, when we started out, nobody was interested. It just kind of went over everybody's head. But um, actually, the clip of Henry, um, it accidentally, literally accidentally, got released onto the inter- Internet and it went viral worldwide. Right now, 13 million people have seen this six-minute clip of a 94-year-old man meeting himself and meeting his music. And what this means is that literally the entire world in the healthcare world, entire healthcare world, has seen this clip. Like, it literally, this film and this clip changed the conversation about dementia overnight. And that's the power of the internet. That, like, if you can touch people emotionally and intellectually, it, it you have the capacity to, to change a conversation worldwide overnight. Um, and, and, and we started out, we had, we were in four nursing homes, and finally Dan was in, in 56, when I stopped filming the first time, and by the time the film was released, we were like in 600, right now we're in 2,500 nursing homes. So there's been a huge, huge sea change. Um, we just found out the state of California is going to pay to put give every resident, I believe, in the nursing home system, personalized music. same with with with. With Wisconsin. Same thing's happening there. Wow. That's so, amazing. And Ohio just funded, said they were going to fund 400 uh, facilities to get personalized music. But there's a, there's a little bit of a, of, a, of a twist to that that's, that kind of bothers me is that this is institutional implementation. And, and while it's wonderful, it's kind of still in the vein of like, let's give them something, which is kind of like giving them a drug. And I I don't want music to be seen as just a a better drug. You know, if it's not connected to human connection, it won't work as well, I don't
0: believe. We're speaking with Michael Rosato Bennett, the writer, director, and producer of a new documentary, Alive Inside, showing the power of music and connection, particularly in this case, on people with mental diseases and Alzheimer's.
1: Michael, I, I really like where you're going with this most recent bit that you're sharing ab- about how this touches you. And that's us giving music as if it were a treatment, something that we are giving to them. And something that stuck with me so profoundly from the film was it's a it's a quote where, where somebody is, is speaking with a, a woman who's so sad about the fact that she's approaching the end of her life and she doesn't feel like she's made the kind of contribution that she wants before she leaves. And The voiceover comes and says it's painful to believe that what you have to give is not needed that no one is there to receive your gifts. And and you go into kind of the role of elderhood in our culture today versus how it's been in, in past generations in other countries around the world, the fact that these are people who had so much wisdom and experience to share with us, and yet that's not the relationship that modern society has with elders. And so this idea of we are giving them something is a little bit backwards to the way that so many other cultures have said, we are here to receive the wisdom and the blessing and the gifts of age and experience. How do you feel about that?
3: That's a really good question. I mean, a good good insight. Um, You know, if I were to ask you, would you like to go back and be 20? You know, you might say yes, but you'd probably throw in the caveat, if I could know what I know now. (laughs) Always, always. Right?
0: Yeah. Everyone says that, yeah.
3: Everyone says that, and they say it for a reason. And that is, the reason is, is that we learn through experience. You know, and the way I feel about it is we're living in a culture right now that is incredibly divided and conquered in many ways. And you have, you know, elder, the, the elders are considered comedy by the young. The young think that they're doing so great because they tweet tweet and snapchat and 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 you know instagram you know i mean it's it's a hard thing to come to terms with but like jared diamond one of the uh, an, an anthropologist and an author he he pointed out that he's he studied in, you know sort of indigenous cultures and he said and i quote him that these cultures had a social capacity and a profoundness of social interaction that is so much more rich than ours if you look at the way people relate today not just to their elders and parents are forced to just sort of wait till their kids lift their heads out of their phones or their games or or their ipads to have any moment of relationship you know and you know we're we're choosing a a kind of reality that's and it's changing incredibly fast I live in New York City. Five years ago, if you walk down the street yelling and screaming, people thought you were crazy. You know, now people, it's normal. You know, oh, that guy's on his phone. You know, and, and actually, our, our literally, our social graces on the street have disappeared. As a matter of fact, the street has disappeared. It's become just part of the phone mm-hmm. environment. It, it, it goes beyond just sort of disrespecting elderhood, we have to ask some really important questions about how do we want to live? You know, how do we want to be human? And much of what is our humanity is actually being deduted and, and lessened. And that's why I love music also. And that's why I love aging as well. Because both these things are, they, they are repositories of tremendous learning. And I am much happier now. Than I was when I was young. I was tortured when I was young, but I've sort of mastered all of those um, steps between tortured and happy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right
1: along the yeah. journey, one yeah. of um, one of the great mentors in my life, Pittman McGeehy, who we've had on the show before, has said, mm-hmm. "He I do not 'I don't, I don't actually think of us as human beings. I think of us as human becomings,' mm-hmm. and and." one of the things that, that you say in the film is it is about becoming elders because we are meant to age. And mm. age holds important learnings and lessons. And And I had a really lovely conversation about this with my mother recently where she said to me, she said, the body ages, but the spirit inside somebody, that light is timeless. And, right. and one of the um, musicians who visited one of the hospital's, in the film said, when you bring the music to people, that spirit is what we see come out of them, and that spirit is still very fresh and young.
3: Yes, that is, that is, you know, that, that's the, the deepest kernel of wisdom. You know, it's the deepest kernel of life when you learn how to recognize the channel of love. You know, when you're young, you're just thrashing around and you get to be a little bit older and you you put yourself next to somebody that you care for and you can feel this tunnel of energy that goes between the two of you and you learn to honor that and you learn to deepen that and then you learn to deepen that within yourself and then you learn to expand it and to, to, you know, have it flow. This is part of becoming human Mm. and it's something that I feel incredibly devalued in modern time.
0: A good reminder and words of deep wisdom from Michael Rosato Bennett, the director and producer and writer of Alive Inside, if you get a chance to catch that movie, Alive Inside, a new documentary on the power of music and connection in this case, particularly on people with Alzheimer's and other mental illnesses, but really as a reminder for all of us, Michael, the website is aliveinside.us. Uh, where will this film be showing, or will it be, be shown somewhere? Uh, Are you going to film festivals? What, how can people catch it?
3: Well, I mean, you can order it from the website, and, or you can order it from our foundation website, which is aliveinside.org. Or you can, um, if you're a community, if you're a church uh, group, or a, or, a, or a university, or a, um, maybe even a high school or a middle school class, say, and you want to use our educational materials, you can go and you can. We'll send them to you. You can. Um, we want to encourage this sort of intergenerational connection of of young people coming to elders and, and bringing them their music, and and we think it's a deep learning that needs to be supported and, you know, and so, but you can watch it on Netflix too. If you have Netflix, it's on Netflix. So there's a lot of communities that are bringing the film in uh, church groups and and schools. And then they're showing the film to their whole community and they're kind of raising some money so that we can buy, um, you know, MP3 players. We can buy music, uh, iTunes cards, and we can, we, we, we can give the kids the tools they need to um, give their elders their music.
0: Wonderful. Aaron. Yes, the Great website, one more plug. You. The website is aliveinside.us and also the, the foundation behind it, aliveinside.org. Lots of more information and, of course, ways to order the movie, help fund the film, and that is so impactful and beautiful. And learn from it, and show it to your community, wherever you may be, in whatever way you are planning to reconnect to elderhood, and the wisdom of the ages. Thank you, Michael. Such a pleasure to have you. I know this is a busy time for you right now. We appreciate you you creating space for an organic conversation to have you on the air with us.
3: It was a pleasure to be with you. you were- both so intelligent and sweet and kind. It
1: was a great moment. <laughs> <laughs> we felt the same way. Great. Thank you for your work.
0: Both, both ways. Thank, Thank you, Michael. We'll have you back soon. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Again, that's a live inside music to remember in this hour of an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. And
1: I'm sitarani Palomar.
0: And we're switching from mindfulness and love and wisdom to mindfulness around your plate. What's in season is mm-hmm. next. Stay tuned. And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Helbert. And
1: I'm Sitarani Palomar.
0: From a life inside to healthy vegetables that also make you feel alive inside, in your tummy, and throughout. Here's the update from the world of produce, directly from the produce dock, with our friend and partner, Earl Herrick of Earl's Organic Produce. What's in season? and today it's actually not with via the phone from the produce doc, but actually live here through smoke signals in the studio hey earl you're here yes see, <laughs> thank you for I coming see you i see both. you both <laughs> thanks for coming in great Mm, you've been you've been touring once in a while you you get Mm -hmm. out of world's organic produce and you get in your car and you actually visit farms as a beloved and ongoing practice of that relationship building that you and your business is all about i so love to drive yeah and visit farms and this this is the time march april whoa this is happening spring is here Yes uh, and I'll tell you I was
2: surprised what I found I was reminded going down 101 uh, down to the uh, uh, Santa Maria area which is a big uh, b- very big agriculture area going through Salinas the, the the hills with the rain that we've been getting this is a couple weeks ago w- just iridescent neon <laughs> I'm serious oh, really? just neon green. <gasps> And uh, much of that is uh, is wine country as you go down. And the image in my head was looking at a sh- at an unshaven face because the <laughs> I know this may sound <laughs> funny because the the vineyard is is is. Uh, been uh, pruned and it's very short but it's brown on these green faces it was just really struck me I know it's very odd but it was it was very very moving to drive down there it is one of my favorite areas and it's actually where I got into the business because the first really? growers the first growers I met were down in that Santa Barbara area
0: and wild radish is growing everywhere right now with right? oh, these yellow patches oh, of yeah mustard oh, greens exactly too Exactly,
2: just incredible, incredible time to be here the spring and Going down in central or coastal California, you usually bring
0: back a story. From what what farm did you visit?
2: Yeah, the I was unprepared for this story too. Really, Uh, Elmwood Canyon uh, Farm, and this and this actually in Winchester Canyon, and the history of this is prolific. It's owned by Paul uh, Garrett, I believe his name is. He's ninety five years old now, Mm. and it's. It's been in and out of production for probably the last 50 years. And as I uh, drove up and walked on the property before I I went up to the to his office i was down in the packing shed area and i realized that 30 years prior to this is where i met someone that originally that finally worked for me her name is sandy and i we stood on the same property 30 years ago when it was winchester canyon and here i am about to meet a, a young man who was barely born at the time that i met her wow. his name is jack modder And he's been on the land for, I think, less than a year, and he's leasing uh, about 50 acres. There's a total of 500 acres, which is a beautiful valley, which uh, which I rode my bike down and went over across the creek and just... Wallowed in all the parsley and fennel and radishes and
0: so the fifty acres is a new organic farm, basically. Well, it's been it's like I said,
2: it's it's got a history going back to the Uh late '60s, but it has been in and out of production, and I think at this point it's been out. He just brought it back in for about three or four years. Hmm. Um,
1: And what's he growing?
2: Yeah, mostly row crops. So we're talking about cabbages, parsley, fennel. Uh, his crop that he was picking the next day were sugar snap peas. Ooh. So they're all strung up with with steaks and the guys are out there in the field picking them. And it was a beautiful day. I was there. It was about 75, 80 degrees, bright, sunny. Mm. And of course, we're all lamenting that it would be great if it was raining. Uh, <laughs> but flip side is you get wonderful product. Yeah. And the one of the advantages of this particular plot of land at this time for this young man is there's about a half dozen workers there that have been on that farm for the last 30 years. Oh, he just took them oh. over so uh, so talk about a jefe these guys know the land sure. and he gets to walk in and have these mentors uh, advise right. him you know in all sorts of subtle nuances that they know about and he and this does not go uh without his notice and i was able to meet a couple of them and you know they're they're farm workers they're they're outdoorsy and and it was it was really an honor to touch base with them
0: and 50 acres of course in, in industrial sizes that's you know, yeah. that's where you park your farm equipment. That's so tinsey winsy fifty acre organic farm with mixed row crops. That's a that's a robust farm. That's a yeah. good size land.
2: Yeah, he's not doesn't have it all in production sure. right
0: now. But uh, the
2: place was just vital, and of course, it was a great, great day to be out there. And he's getting ready to pick, and, and I was able to pull snap peas. Yeah, and that's sh-
1: what I want to know. Did you sh- sh- eat them right uh, off? The
0: absolutely.
2: Line? So
1: sweet. <laughs> oh, they're the best.
0: Oh. And he represents the next generation of young farmers. You know, we say it yep. once a month that we we will lose a lot of family farmers in the next ten years because of retirement age, and we need that new generation to come in and step up and make we We need to make organic attractive enough as an industry for somebody to make that their life's career. And I think it is. But you know we need yep. to replace a million farmers roundabout yeah perfect example and and
2: and being able to do business with him and to encourage him by way of not only verbally and visiting but buying his product and giving him feedback whatever 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 little improvement or or whatever suggests sure. we might have and he's very open um, he's working with a partner but he's the active one with the boots in the ground and he's ha- he says he's got the challenges he has with water at this point, which is sure. pretty normal mm-hmm. all over the place. Uh, and he comes from a fourth-generation uh, grower family, which grew up in Brawley, down in the desert. And he said this was not in the books for him, but he came up and went to school in Santa Barbara, uh, fell in love with the area, went to a couple uh, nice restaurants, farmer's markets, and got the itch. Really?
0: And isn't that amazing how many, you know, again, in, in non-organic production you have... You have land, you have equipment, you put things in the ground, you harvest them, you bring them to market, or you get them somehow into the industry, and that's it. In organic, there are all these stories of life and death and succession and farms and history of the land, and isn't that fascinating how in this case i mean even more so you already met you've been to the farm and you met somebody that worked for you yeah before this gentleman maybe was born right <laughs> and, and as we're walking the property with jack he says
2: yeah the, you know this guy's uh, kids were born in that uh, double wide up there and my little house is over here and and th- these guys have been living over that part for 10 12 years i get access to everything but the big house up on the hill We don't go up there and walk in the property and driving around it. um, Just the sense of place, the sense of history uh, that's been uh, in and out of production for longer than most farms and organic farms in California and be able to come back and have it be fertile and produce wonderful quality product. This young man knows what he's doing. Uh, to and it's a great place to visit. I mean, mm. it's beautiful down there. Took a lot of photos, which are probably which are now up on our website. Herbs so organic Yeah,
1: beautiful and, place to look at photos of produce. And, and this farms. is
2: Elwood Canyon Ranch. Farmer's and, name and is this Jack. Young,
0: young man in the in the eyes of the ninety five year old is continuing the next thirty years of that legacy of that land. Right? Yeah, of absolutely. Valley of that ranch. I'm sure that does not go by unnoticed. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. What a lovely little story. We do want to hear what's, well, you touched on what he's growing and what he's harvesting, snap peas right now, market-wise. Snap market peas wise. and cabbage. We'll, and we'll get into that next week again if you bring a produce item. But you, you brought got a beautiful story from your tours on the road, visiting farmers. Thank you for doing that. Lovely well, My reminder. pleasure. You know it. <laughs> so it's a
1: tough job, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. That's Earl
0: Harry. Good deal. Earls Organic Produce, the website here in An Organic Conversation. An entire hour on mindfulness around your plate and what you're eating and around the power of music.
1: I love when we do documentaries. Yeah, me too. I, you know, I wasn't much of a documentary film watcher before we I. started covering them on an organic <laughs> no. conversation. I don't know. There was it's something the about I'm the storytelling watch. mechanism that just didn't totally. engage me the same way. And I think maybe I just hadn't found the right films that moved me. But, you know, w- we did Racing Extinction recently with um, Luis Sohoyas and, and this film, Alive Inside. We did Painted Nails recently as well. And Tomato
0: Pickers in Florida.
1: Actually, we've done a lot of documentaries yeah, in the last have. year. I'm really touched... To see the kind of work that's being done. And maybe this is the kind of work that's always been done in the documentary film world. And I've just reached same an here. age I know. Yeah. where I am deeply appreciative of what it is they're trying to do. Yeah,
0: incredible. Yeah, really, the power of documentaries. And I have the same question. Have they always been this good and I just wasn't on the same page? But wow, it's amazing the topics that are being picked, the love and dedication that is being put into them, how well they are done. I mean, this is these are all incredible documentaries, and um, including this one, alive inside, so touching and wonderful work. And now, as our guest was saying, it, you know, from from thirteen or forty institutions to twenty four hundred or twenty five hundred now, these are not just documentaries as a standalone project, but They start this, you know, sea change movement, it seems like, every single one. So beautiful, beautiful work, beautiful movie, aliveinside.org, the foundation, or aliveinside.us for more information on the movie itself, including clips and scenes. A must-watch. Must-watch. Absolutely. This is An Organic Conversation. I'm Helge Helbert. And I'm
1: Sitarani Palomar.
0: And we will be back, maybe not with a documentary, but with another amazing topic next week. Talk to you then.
1: then. Bye. An Organic Conversation is a proud production of the Organic Media Network. Associate producer, Kristen Ponger.
0: This show would not be possible without the ongoing support from our listeners. Whether it's a dollar a month or a one-time donation, please consider becoming a patron of An Organic Conversation. For more information on how to support this program, please visit patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash An Organic Conversation. Thank you for your contribution.
1: An organic conversation is made possible through listeners like you and the fantastic support of our underwriters. Earl's Organic Produce, a national distributor providing certified organic fruits and vegetables for your store, home, or business since 1988. The website is earlsorganic.com.
0: And also Fry Vineyards, America's first certified organic winery, producing organic and certified biodynamic wine. For more information, frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E dot
1: Thank you as well to Bowman College, focused on holistic nutrition and culinary arts for over 20 years. Bowman College offers professional training programs that prepare individuals for careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Their website is bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college
0: if you missed parts of this show or for any other episode, go to iTunes or anorganicconversation.com.
1: And for more information, health tips, recipes, and your daily dose of inspiration, please follow us on facebook.com forward slash anorganicconversation.
0: We are your hosts, Helga Helbert
1: And Sitarani Palomar.
0: And we'll be back right here, same place, same time, next week. See you then.
1: Bye.